In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates authors who dial it to 11. I'm Jenny Nordback. And I'm Melody Carlisle. Ooh, we have got some super exciting things happening in our private member space, the Temple of Defiant Joy. If you want more of Jenny and me, the Bonkers Book Club, and tons of author bonus content, head to our website and become a member. I am super excited for today's episode because we get to recap my very first Robin Lovett book. Beautiful time in your life, Jenny. Oh. Yeah, it's magic. Um, (laughs) We are talking about Alien Quarantine Rescue by Robin Lovett with Alexis Daria. And I hope you've got a raincoat, everybody, because it's about to get really (laughs) messy in here with uh, (coughs) antibodies. All right? (laughs) Need those antibodies. (laughs) We're going to be so safe after. We are joined by the one and only Alexis Daria. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. We're so excited you decided to come on. So we we need to right out of the gate. We need to know what is bonkers to you. To me, bonkers means that there are things in the book that you don't typically always see within that subgenre. Like they are doing some outrageous things that are just so exciting and different. What else could bonkers mean? I think it's just like going really big with the story and like stretching the limits (laughs) of what we expect from the subgenre. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Or like you recognize those moments where maybe as a writer, you would have like taken the softer path and they've just like gone for it. Yeah, those moments where you're just like, oh, wow, this is really happening. I wouldn't have thought that was coming next. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Oh my gosh, you can see that precipice. And then the author just like Kool-Aid mans through the door. It's great stuff. So when we were talking about what book to read, Robin Lovett came up. And we ended up picking a Robin Lovett that Mel hasn't read. Which is hard to do. We could tell her about it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's my first Robin Lovett. Oh my gosh. So this popped my Robin Lovett cherry thoroughly. And it is called Alien Quarantine Rescue. Yeah, I need to come out real quick as a giant, huge fangirl for Robin Lovett. I'm basically obsessed with her and her writing. So I'm very excited to get to learn about this story through you two. It's going to be so great. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Temple Update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com slash temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. So the book opens and my first note is like, there is a lot of real world kind of tension for me in those early pages Mm -hmm. where it's like there's a pandemic and there's been climate change and nuclear weapons and there's this big scary government and I was like oh no this isn't what I want (laughs) but you've just got to push through those first few pages of it being like a little too real yeah 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 (laughs) we have the beer rona virus instead of the coronavirus Mm -hmm. which was adorable and so our main character Ellie is her name right yes Everybody is trapped in their houses. They can't interact with other people. She hasn't touched another person in five years. Oh, God. If they leave their houses, they're shot on sight by government drones. What? Wait, and this is Earth. We're on Earth right now. So they're on Earth. They're 20 years into the future from where we are now. But obviously many of these things kind of check out. Yeah. Um, And I think that some of the best sci-fi really is kind of a product of the time it was written and oh, yeah. forces us to examine some of those kind of things. And this book definitely does that. The first few pages, like Jenny said, are uh, <laughs> hit very close to home. But from there, it really branches off. And I, so full disclosure, Robin Lovett is one of my closest friends. <laughs> and I happen to know that when she was working on this book, she consulted with, uh, I don't remember the term, epidemiologist, virologist. Sure something, some type of scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who actually knows how these kind of viruses mutate and all of that. So of course she did stuff in the book that describes the way the virus in this book works, because it's a fictional pandemic, a fictional virus is possible, right? Where you can have a mutation where if you come into contact with somebody else, it can be dormant in you. But once you come into contact, then that will activate them. Whoa. Yeah. 
So so she's got like a little group of friends, but none of them can see each other because they might activate each other's viruses mm-hmm. and kill each other. Wow. In fact, they almost certainly will. Like the only people who've survived are on their own. Or there's like a rant. There's a couple of their friends who just happened to get lucky and didn't kill each other by proximity. Wow. But everybody else is alone. So she's alone. And she's been that way for five like, years. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And a spaceship crash lands in her front yard, like a a rocket. And she kind of opens the door and is like, can't quite believe it. And this man-like creature comes Mm -hmm, out. mm -hmm. And he is massive. He's built like a superhero. I'm getting kind of like a Hemsworth, but maybe bigger vibe. Yeah, it's definitely bigger bigger than Hemsworth. He's like (laughs) shiny and silver, and he's naked. And he has an enormous dick and balls that hang halfway down his legs. Halfway, no, halfway down his legs. Wait. Enormous balls. I have 18 questions about this. (laughs) Number one, (laughs) are these, are like, are they the same size testicles, but the sack just goes down half his balls? Or is it like an oblong shape, perusical? Let me just read you the quote, shall I? Please. I knew I knew what you were going to do. Let's be real. I also highlighted um, this part. Yeah. So he draws closer and his gaze fixates on me. It's hot like fire. His stare is consuming like he's starved and I'm his next meal. It's arousing but terrifying. So I look away. I let my eyes wander all over his gloriously naked mm-hmm. body. Even his male parts are silver. He has a shiny dick. Huh. <laughs> also, his balls are enormous and hang halfway down his thighs. As long as his huge flaccid dick. Wow. Wait. So I'm getting like equal sizes, same length as his dick. Incredible. And this will make sense later because all of that semen has to be stored somewhere. I cannot wait. Honestly. Because (laughs) we want to get to this part. Yeah, yeah, do it. So the only thing that he can really say to her in English at this point is give antibodies. So Melody, would you like to guess where these antibodies are stored? Yes. Is it his cum? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ah! <laughs> he, you win. He holds his enormous, shiny, silver cock and says, I give antibodies. Robin, love it. You fucking genius. How dare you do it again? <laughs> this is incredible. Okay. And what is a girl supposed to do? You get those antibodies. Oh, yeah. She lets him in the house. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, something like a sort of serious note that I do love, and I instantly love Robin Lovett as an author for this, is that, like, they can't communicate. Mm. Like, he, those are the only English words he has. But she still finds a way to really clearly spell out the consent in this situation Ooh. through, like, physical gestures. Like, he's not willing to—he puts his hand out and, like, coaxes her to take his hand. He sort of gestures that he wants her to take her clothes off, and she takes her own clothes ah. off. It's subtle, but it makes a difference. Like, it's part of what makes the scene really work. Yeah, they are both really into it. They both communicate clear consent and pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Each other. And as they're, like, you know, it's building up and they're kind of getting towards the sexy time, she's like, antibodies. And he's like, antibodies. Like, they're, you know, we have to do it. Sorry. It's such a task. It's a hardship, really. So then Melody... His dick starts to fight. Yes, of course it does. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So he like pins her to a yes. wall. Yes, yes, and yes, he's yes. like fucking her with his vibrating well, they are, cock. They are still on her like at the threshold of her house. That's They're, true. Like, they on haven't the front even steps yeah. when they start like taking her clothes off and touching. And then they're like, oh, we should go inside. But mostly I think because the sun is hot, like because of global warming and like all of the climate disasters, it's like actually unsafe for her to be outside at certain times of day. Yes. And because of the government drones. So there's lots of reasons. Yeah, we don't want to be shot by those government drones. I'm Mm -mm. not into it. Mm -mm. No. So they go in he fucks her with this vibrating cock and then like she orgasms so hard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we're in his pov now she just like passes out she goes completely limp and he's like broke her i've killed her he he really he's just like oh no i've killed her i've killed her with the way that i sex her up so good this happened to me this is in my memoir (laughs) like i was fucking someone and she just like passed yep. out like limp and I thought it is the scariest thing that ever happened to me like thinking you have killed a sexual partner is yeah. just like the thoughts that go through your head from just like a oh god she's dead but like also how the hell am I going to explain this to yeah. anybody well, think about that episode of Downton Abbey with Theo James mm. oh yeah oh I forgot a cautionary that. tale yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I obviously didn't see it because I wasn't there, but I do I do have an image in my mind of naked Jenny running with her giant black strap on <laughs> to go and find someone to get to make sure this girl wasn't dead. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a Burning Man, Alexis. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was oh. in like nothing but a pair of boots and a big black strap on. <laughs> and I went like running into the center of our camp because I was like, I need help. I just like, so, so I was like, she's unconscious. And, and everybody just starts like cheering, like that I had fucked someone unconscious. And I was like, this is not no. funny. It is not a game. No, I'm scared. <laughs> this is not okay. Like, what? <laughs> what kind of food? Like knee-high riding boots. Of course they um, were. Naturally. How dare you? Yeah. Just to like complete yeah. the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody think it, like to this day, people think it's like a great story and it's hilarious and whatever. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is like the most upsetting thing that ever happened yeah. to me. Like I I thought I killed yeah, someone. That's so terrifying. Turns out she just hero. had heat stroke. It's okay. Yeah. Understandable. And in this case. We don't. It's just been so long. She hasn't touched anybody in five and then he years. Blows and her he's mind just like made her this. come with his vibrating. Yeah. But because he thinks he's killed her, he does not ejaculate. And so he hasn't given her any oh, antibodies yet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bar is pretty low. The bar is pretty low. If we're impressed that he did not fuck her when she was unconscious. <laughs> It's true, though. He is a gentleman. Yeah. He is very worried. He's thinking about her, you know? <laughs> uh, well, and this part is adorable. So she wakes up and, like, initially thinks it was a dream. Yeah. And then she goes through to her kitchen table, and he, he's there on her computer, like, learning English. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and he has learned... This, oh, go ahead. This part's pretty cool. He's got these e-inserts in his fingertips that can kind of morph to a USB drive, so he can just kind of plug himself into her computer and just like zip through 
all of these like Google pages learning about the English language, about human history and culture and all of that stuff. I love it. So he's learned what she needs and what he's come up with is heat, oxygen, and water. <laughs> he knows how to keep his, his house right. alive That's now. That's right. <laughs> so Very he's sweet. kind of like, are you cold? Like, let me get you a blanket. And then, like, at one point in the scene, she starts kind of panicking, and he's like, oxygen? Like, I know what you need. You need oxygen. It's very cute. So my next note is that he goes down on her Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's like, like, you know, second tier on Maslow's hierarchy, right? (laughs) Right. It's oxygen. He still, (laughs) yeah, he still hasn't. He hasn't gotten off yet. So at this point, he is a gentleman. And she asks his name. She can't make those sounds, so they go with Gun. Gun is now I his like name. It. She does not believe him about yeah. the antibodies. She's like, there are no antibodies for this. The scientists tried. They all died trying. They just don't exist. This is just it. And he's, like, messing around. Okay. Wait, so my other question is, did he come to Earth specifically to give the human race these antibodies? Because you said he crash-landed on her wow. lawn. Well, he doesn't crash. He he just lands. Okay, okay. okay. He is there specifically to see her, Ellie, and it's twofold. One, his people have the antibodies that the humans on Earth need Mm. to fight this coronavirus. What does she have that he needs? What does she have? Her blood, but not in a vampire way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) More of like a blood transfusion way. Love it, love it. Where his people's race is dying and or species i guess they're dying their planet died everything living on the planet died and there's only 74 of them left on this like giant spaceship that's orbiting earth yeah and they are looking for dna matches because if that person is a dna match for them then they can inject some of that human's blood Mm -hmm. into their own heart Mm -hmm. and then it will kind of reboot their more evolved physiology oh yeah physiology physiology Physiology. yeah (laughs) Wow. Oh, wow. This is uh... when he's dying. Like he needs yeah, it. Yeah, for real. If like, he doesn't get this from her, like he's done. He's not even breathing anymore. His lungs have stopped working. His and his heart barely even still beats. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And yet he's fucking her so good. You know? Yeah. What? I mean, and he's taking the time to go down on her. What a gentleman. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to just show up, throw her in the spaceship, and take her back to the main spaceship to get his blood transfusion and, like, figure it out there. But he sort of decides, like, no, I want her to come willingly. And also I would like to make her come Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few times. So is, is um, this a situation where she is the correct DNA for all 74 of them? Or is this a faded mate? She can only, like, she is the key to his faded chest. Mate. Yep. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Robin, love it. Yeah. You got it. We got a faded mate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, he's like mine. Like, yeah. you are mine. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, okay. Like, uh, yeah, sure. So then he's trying to explain to her, like, he doesn't have very much English yet. He's learned a little bit, but not much. So he's trying to kind of use the computer to translate that, like, his planet has died and that his people are dying. And But she sees him use that E insert into the computer and is like, oh, you're a fucking robot. Like, you're not even real. No wonder your dick vibrates. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is like a sex robot that someone accidentally delivered to me instead of where it was supposed oh. to go. And like I 
thought you were real. And she and... got real excited about his realness. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of really cute moments where he, she says to him, like, are you real? And he's like, real? Like, there's just, and there's a moment where he says something like, Ellie, no fear me. And I was like, oh, no fear him. Oh my gosh. I love it. So sweet. Oh, it's like in that, in that spider romance we've read, he's like, he's like, I know eat <laughs> you. <laughs> No eat. Yeah, no, it's exactly <laughs> like that. Like the the language Love barrier it. is so cute and she does such a good job of mm-hmm. writing it where she's like I'm going to die, you have the coronavirus and he's like Ellie, no die, like mine protect. Oh. Like, you know, it it's just so Oh, oh so my cute. god. And then of course when we're in his POV, we get much more, but yes. he just can't speak that much English yet. Yeah. So she has this conversation with her best friend, Charlie, over like video chat and, you know, confesses that this is she's really embarrassed. And they basically decide like he's either a sex robot who was accidentally delivered to you or maybe he is an alien and it's possible he has beer Rona and you're going to die in three days. So you should probably just go have some more sex with him. You know, yeah, make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. If the apocalypse is coming, you got to fuck it out. Yeah, so she goes to find him in the living room, and he's, like, plugged himself back into the computer and gone to sleep. He's trying to learn some more English, but he is, like, not breathing. She can barely find a pulse. She thinks he's dead this time. And so she tries CPR and, like, you know, breathes into his yeah, lungs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of comes to you and he like he's breathing for the first time in, like, years. She's, like, got his lungs working again. Wow. So then they fuck. And, I mean, yeah. You know, they're, like... She needs antibodies. Yes, Melody. absolutely. Yeah. No, I know. And he hasn't given them to her yet. Does his species understand kissing? Is this a thing that his they haven't stuff kissed do? yet? Oh, oh, oh! I thought the the mouth to mouth like maybe led into the sex. Oh, you're right. No, it, it probably did. You're right. Okay. I yeah, I think he was kind of like, do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the do it again turned into kissing. And of course, like, they're fucking, and she's like, make it vibrate, like. Why is it not doing the thing? <laughs> and why isn't um, it doing the thing? It's sort of a he has to get excited okay. enough. Okay, got it. I like it. He needs to give her more antibodies, and they're going to, like, test her with some kind of test kit uh-huh. he has to see if she has enough. And, like, he says that she's got some, but she oh, needs gosh, more. she needs so many more, really. And this time he should probably put them straight in her belly. What? He's a gentleman. He needs to put them in her mouth. Okay, yes, yes. I was like, (laughs) straight in her belly, definitely uh, in this context, could mean something else. I was like, Jenny, you're going to have to be more specific for me. No, he says they should go in your belly, so he's going to fuck the mouth. Well, at Um, this point, he's also testing her, right? He's he's got like a medical kit from his spaceship, and he is trying to see if she has enough of the antibodies yet to be safe. Right. And then I did come across this quote that I just want to share. Uh, This is from her friend, Charlie, who she's FaceTiming with. And they're talking about whether he's a sex robot or something. Mm -hmm. She says, honestly, I believe alien before I believe any human being on earth is smart enough to invent a sexy robot who gives good hugs and has a vibrating penis. You know what? Her logic isn't wrong. I love that. (laughs) Because, you know, if they had that technology to be able to be able to make a guy like this like probably he would be like a killing machine oh, and yeah. not give good hugs oh yeah so completely no. he must be a real alien <sighs> so he fucks her mouth and 
And then he comes, yeah. and she discovers that his semen what is, does it taste like, like? magical. What does it taste like? I didn't note a flavor. Oh, okay. I think she Did said you catch sa- a flavor? I think she said savory. Savory. Um, Interesting. But it's, but it's shiny. It's shiny and like- It's like iridescent. Iridescent, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah, yeah. what I was getting based on the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is just like rubbing it all over. And he is like- Can I have more? Licking it up and like- giving it back to her Feeding and like it to whatever her. like didn't make it in like there's a lot yeah. of fluid play <gasps> yeah oh, wow yeah. okay so and it also like seems to act like a really amazing like moisturizer, moisturizer. yeah because her skin mm. is like radiant afterward oh my god mm. magical come Oh, okay. So now there's like a, a brief scene where like she feeds him a tomato and he hasn't had any fresh produce in like ever. Oh. Like they are they're on like synthetic food. So like that's a big deal and like we learned some stuff about his culture. But okay, yes. Melody. He's covered her in of cum. Of course. He has put cum in her oh. pussy. He has put cum in yes. her mouth. He has rubbed it yeah. on her. Mm-hmm. Has he missed anywhere? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. one notable place, I would say. <laughs> He's got to get in that booty. <laughs> he has to, to save the world. And <laughs> For science. For science. Yeah, she needs Robin the antibodies. Muffet is a genius. Um. <laughs> but at this point, she still doesn't believe yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what he's saying okay like he's shown her you know this medical box and she was like i don't even know how to read medical reports in english yeah. what makes you think that i know what this box yeah says? yeah yeah and he, he's very frustrated because he's just like i would never lie to you is that a thing humans do and she's like uh yeah humans lie all the time about everything so there's really this you know this whole thing about her being very untrusting mm. and he's just like you're safe i will keep you safe and she wants to believe him but just can't yeah so that's like a yeah. big part of the kind of inner conflict of the relationship Ooh. yeah yeah so he's gonna fuck her yes. in the ass and he's like fingering and then he's like about to start licking yep. mm-hmm. And this emergency alert goes off that one of her friends that she video chats with is, like, sending out a signal, like, emergency call. So she answers the video call. And her friend Alina is, like, very upset uh, that she has let this person in and is, like, taking risks with herself. And, you know, it'll, like, destroy them if they lose anyone Mm. else. And she's very mistrustful of this whole I mean, understandable. Like, I can't blame so her. So she basically yeah. heard through the grapevine, the video chat grapevine, right, that this happened? Because this isn't the same friend she was talking to before. No. She hasn't been showing up for their, like, scheduled calls. And Charlie, oh. the other friend, was being kind of cagey. So Alina was like, I know there's something going on. So I used the emergency line, basically. And then because it's the emergency line... Uh, Ellie just runs in, turns on the screen with the video on, and Gunn is behind her. behind her. And Alina, like, freaks out because she's got someone in the house Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she thinks that one of her few remaining people left is going to die. Wow. Little does... And Ellie also kind of thinks she's going to die. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's not really sure what's going on here. Yeah. So then she, like, fights with Gunn because he, like, showed himself on video and he's upset her friend and she doesn't know what's going on. And she's just, like, very overwhelmed and they fight. And then, I don't know, they, like, watch TV together. 
But, like, he's dying. He needs to get her to the spaceship. And he's still just, like, refusing to rush oh my the process. Yeah. Because he doesn't want her to think that, like, everything that's happening between them is because of that. Yeah. He's in love. So. Mm-hmm. He is. Oh. And he tells her. And she's like, what? Oh. It's way too soon. Yeah, because he's kind of learning what these concepts mm-hmm. are through her computer and he's trying to express them to her and she's like no so he's never heard music i think and she like plays him a song and then they decide it's time to now actually fill her yes. last hole yeah my note here is that he should probably also come in her ears nose action yeah <laughs> well okay I, I do have the note here that, like, he's going to fuck her mouth before he fucks her in the ass. And he tells her to close her eyes. And then he comes, like, on her eyelids. But he's a polite alien. So then he licks them oh, clean when he's what finished. A, what a sweetheart, you know? He has to get her the antibodies. And she loves it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love this. And I think this is when he sort of says the, like, you're mine. And she gets really overwhelmed. And he's like but sex is not the appropriate next step here like let's save that for tomorrow you're feeling overwhelmed wow yeah and she's pretending that like nothing is bothering her i think this is this part maybe this is when she's upset about her friend and he's he says there seems to be something wrong and she says there's nothing you can do about it and he says but i care about what you're feeling it matters to me what's causing you stress or anxiety and then his internal thought i care for everything about her Uh and he's just super sweet he's just a cinnamon roll he is and then he says because she's just like whatever like why are you so into feelings and he says feelings are very important they are the function of our nervous system which affects all other symptoms of the body systems of the body (gasps) ah that's astute that's wisdom and if your emotions aren't functioning properly or if they're giving symptoms of pain the rest of the body will not function well either it causes sickness and leads to other serious illness like so they go on about that so he is very much about feelings in general and her feelings specifically yeah he's all about very taking evolved. care of that mental health yes oh that is sexy no yeah. that is a sexy trait to have in a partner <laughs> seriously <laughs> And so now the, like, human government people show up at her house on motorcycles, and he's got, like, weapons and a shield in his spaceship, so they, like, go to the garage, and they kind of, like, fight off the human people, but this uses, like, the last of his reserve energy, and he, like, loses consciousness and is going to die, so... She, like, gets him in his spaceship and manages to, like, get in touch with his people, and they're going to, like, autopilot them to the main spaceship. Yes, and the bad guys in this world, they call them slugs. I can't remember what their exact name was, but, yeah, it comes out to SLG, so they call them slugs. So she's like, "Uh uh-oh, the slugs are coming. And then she's in space. She's now on the spaceship with, like, his other friends. They explain to her, because she still doesn't know that he needs her blood. So they explain that that's what he needs. She gives her blood. They inject it into him. And she is like all for it at this point. Yeah. They're just like, he, you know, she's like, what's wrong? What can I do? And they're like, well, we need like your blood. And she's like, do it, yeah. do it, whatever it takes. Like, Take I it. will do it. And then she's like, why didn't he tell me? It's so sweet. Yeah. He was worried about overwhelming her. 
Yeah, because he knew that she was scared of certain things about him. Like when she saw his little E inserts in his fingertips, she freaked the fuck out. Yeah. So he didn't want to do anything that was going to frighten her even more until she was more comfortable with it. Well, and it also makes so much sense for her emotional arc because now that she's in space, like she realizes that everything he's said so far is actually the truth. And that Mm. it makes more sense that she would be that she would be more open to doing anything because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she still requires a little bit more convincing about the antibodies. Like they have to test Mm. her and then convert all of their findings into the way a human report would read and then show it to her and explain it in terms that she'll understand which thankfully yeah. Robin does not make us sit through in the book. Yeah. Just like they explained yeah. it to me and I got it and it was great. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, so he hasn't woken up. She kind of goes and wakes him up and now she can like feel him inside her. Like she can feel yes. his heart beating. She can feel his emotional oh, yep. state, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she's completely overwhelmed by it. So like at this part, my first thought was like, Okay, I love a soulmate bond, you know, especially when they have like telepathy and all that. But in real life, I'm like, this would really suck and lead to a lot of fights. Probably. <laughs> and then yeah. sure enough, she's like, holy shit, this is overwhelming. I don't want it. Yeah, she's like, get out. Get Like, I want my own space. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I can't tell where you end and I start or whose feelings these are. And it's just too much. And then he like kind of freaks out because he can feel that she's scared well, and like upset, especially and after being in it. quarantine for five years, yeah. like I had people really in my house. And yet the first time I went back to a grocery store in 18 months, I, I, I didn't know how to function. Like I got lost in my own town. I was like fumbling with my cards everywhere. And like, and again, I had people around me still. So I cannot imagine five years of absolute solitude totally new species she's in fucking space and now she's having to deal with somebody else's feelings literally inside her that's a lot yeah yeah and he he kind of can't handle it either he's like how do you live (laughs) how do you live with such fear all the time and she's like you get used to it like it's true why do i feel your heartbeat oh yeah so they are both losing their shit on this spaceship sure but they also yeah, had really great sex first. Excellent. Like she went and woke him up. She breathed in his mouth. Now he can breathe again. And the other aliens are all like, oh my God, amazing science. Uh, and then afterwards, she like kind of collapses and it's like, get out of me. Wow. Yeah. And so like, this is when they, they kind of test and like she has plenty of antibodies now. Her antibodies are like off the charts, even though he did not thoroughly put it in her ears. <laughs> and, and... He hasn't given it to her from behind yet either. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but really, he could have just like he could have just like splooge wet willieder, you know. <laughs> well, so he kind of does, does that now. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, he like gets a little bit out, and she's like, "No, no, not on it, like in it." And he's like, "Uh, oh my god, this fluid." Oh, play I did is so really good. like this line. She whines like, "No, in my ass, like come in my ass," and he's like quiet or do you want me to fuck your mouth instead uh-huh. yep mm-hmm. yep <laughs> i'm gonna shut you up i love a cinnamon but roll this alpha is also because she is she's leaving so they have reached out yeah. to her friend and this is her friend who was like yes please send me a sex robot yes please take me to space so she's gonna go visit her friend for the first time in five years they're gonna actually get to be in the same place together 
and they're very excited, but she also is freaking out. And they think that if she has enough distance from gun, that this soulmate bond won't be as strong. Oh, so he's choosing to stay behind. She's choosing to go. His people are kind of like, well, she should just stay for a month just to be sure that, you know, the blood transfusion worked. And he's like, no, I'm going to sneak her out of here. And they are all like totally onto him. They're like, yeah, we know that that's what right, you're planning. Right. So we're just going to let you do it. But just think about the good of the people. And still she goes, goes to her friend's house after the, after they do it in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't let her come. Oh, yeah. good for when him. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, she, he's like, you're leaving me, and I'm going to leave you, like, yes. thinking uh, for yep. me. Yeah, got to give her and a And she loves it, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is also a line. Yeah. So this is after he is finally back to his, like, full self. And also because his his people are dying, he has never been at his full power, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So now that he is, <laughs> they have this moment where about they're about to have sex. And she says, I stare at his dick that I just watched inflate like a balloon. Incredible. Incredible. Like, that is a mental <laughs> and she goes that's normal <laughs> oh it's so good so good it also vibrates faster now to. like he's got a whole nother mm. setting because he's like at full power <laughs> like she thought it vibrated he, before but he is fully charged no idea. Oh. Yeah. but this whole thing with the like the shared like feelings and everything is just way too much for them she feels it is totally invasive he didn't know it was going to happen but you know they're just trying to make the best of it yeah. now even though they're both miserable at the thought of being away from each other. No. Yeah. So he sends her on a, a rocket oh, autopiloted. Wow. But oh. first, we meet the hero of the next oh, book. Oh, yes. Yes, we yes, do. Yes, yes. Which is Doom. Doom. Cyborg. I can't remember the title now. And I should because I helped with the covers for all of them. <laughs> oh, the title. Yeah, I don't know the title. I just know his name Ooh. is Doom. It's, I think it's the something in the body, the bodyguard. Cy- There's a bodyguard in there. Cyborg quarantine bodyguard. I cannot. Yeah, and he's very like stern. He's like from what I can tell. He's like the Terminator, but also like hot alien. Yes. Yeah. So he lets yeah. him go. So, okay. Mm-hmm. And well, he lets her go. She goes to go uh, visit her friend Charlie. Lands the little spaceship in her front lawn, and then they finally get to hug each other for the first time in five years, oh. and they're like best friends. They talk every night on Facetime before they go to bed. Oh. That is a beautiful moment. And then my note here is that she describes to Charlie how there were buckets of cum. Buckets. So I just was delighted by that. I do love uh, that they're now sort of discussing the possibility that she might be pregnant because she's had all of this cum I mean, it's been been all over the place, you know. She's not on birth control and an abortion is part of her backstory. Like she Mm -hmm. had an abortion in college and I didn't know that I needed to read that this week, but I needed to read that this week. Yeah, I think so. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's start having that conversation more and just like normalizing it. Normalizing it. Yes. Yeah. It's It's healthcare. healthcare. Yep. Yep. It's Um, just, it's just a procedure. It's a medical yeah. procedure. And so they, like, got so caught up in the intensity of, like, they're getting to hug, they're getting to see each other, they're catching up, whatever, that they forgot that they were leaving the spacecraft in the front yard and not, like, hiding oh. it. And that the slugs are coming so, back no. because after they attacked Charlie or after they attacked Ellie and Gunn, they were like, we're coming back with tanks. Because oh, no. <laughs> they were just, like, on motorcycles before. Yeah. So they leave. And now... They are coming. So back the slugs are like military government guys, right? 
Yeah, they're baddies. Yeah, they're like generic fascist, fascist cool. baddies. Assholes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've like seen on the satellite that now there's a spaceship in this front yard, and they're they're coming for them. And so they kind of panic, and they're like, "Fuck, we've got to go." So they like get in the spaceship, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Charlie goes back to the yeah. main spaceship with now, Ellie. And Charlie is like very practical about all of this. Charlie says things like. If I had the chance to get off this shithole of the planet, I'm sorry, but kiss my ass goodbye. I'm gone. Yeah. And oh, sign me up. I want to be one when they're talking about the DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie is yeah. all about this alien sex uh, life. Charlie yeah. is a wise, yeah. wise person. Charlie yeah. is all of us. Charlie, like, yeah. Well, and the antibodies. Yeah. The antibodies alone. She just wants you know? some antibodies. <laughs> if they come she in. She literally the- says <laughs> about their friend group, so foreshadowing for the series. Maybe your aliens will have DNA matches for all of us. Then we could all have hot alien sex, get the antibodies, and be immune too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Win-win. When I do, we get sort of the preview of who, like, Charlie is clearly one of our our future characters. And then they've got Alina is the other friend who is, like, far more skeptical. And they're like, we can't leave Alina, but then it sort of gets forced on them. And then they have this other friend, Gretchen, so I think Gretchen is her name. Gretchen has been missing. When they, so, a little bit of backstory. They all started out, I think, in California. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But they all started yeah. off somewhere else. <laughs> and they lived there for three years before they were able to get everything together to escape to this part of the desert. And I'm not exactly sure where they are, but it's a desert now. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Ellie's uncle owned a bunch of rental properties that were empty. Oh, yeah. So they all went and kind of took over some of these properties. But when they went, their friend Gretchen was like, peace out grabbed a bunch of survival shit and fucked off to the woods Whoa! and checks yeah, in, like in the occasionally, but they haven't heard from her in six months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Gretchen. So those are, those are yeah. your future characters. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Gretchen's going to be Gretchen good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but up next we have doom and Alina. So doom is sent down to protect Alina because they're like, Alina's not going to come but we need to protect her anyway, because once the slugs go and ransack both of our houses, they're going to go to her next. So they send Doom down to be her cyborg quarantine bodyguard. And they reveal after he's already left that she is his match. His DNA match. Oh my gosh. And that like death is their leader. And he like deliberately sent Doom because he already knew that that was the match. So he sent her to protect her. Oh, I love it. They them pronouns. Okay. Oh, I didn't catch that. There's there's a few points in there where it mentions like what pronouns certain characters yeah. uh, mm. use. I caught Charlie uses she her but is like gender fluid mm-hmm. non-binary, I think. Yeah. That's one of the things um, that I really love about Robin Lovett's writing in general is just that there's there's so much very, very subtle inclusivity. And it's just mm. like part of the world. Nobody makes a big deal about it, and it's just great, you know? I really love it. It's just facts about the characters. Yep. So now we find out that yes, Ellie is of pregnant. Course. She has to be. And the last line um, of this chapter, and some of the last lines of the chapters are so funny. Like the one where he thinks he's killed her. Uh, and this one, I love it. she goes, yeah. I guess I'm having his alien baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, oh, there's a trope right there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, just yeah. classic. Like, I want sort of an over-the-top 70s sci-fi covered yes. with that line on it. Like Having this alien baby. Oh. Yes. Oh, so they kind of get over all of the, the stuff about feeling each other's Well, they've got to like, be co-parents pretty soon. 
Yeah. And well, like they're both really happy about it. And he figures out something like if he focuses on her feelings, then she can just feel her own. Oh, because that's part of the problem. She's like, I don't know how I feel about this because I can also feel your feelings. So he's like, I've thought of something we can do. He figures out how to do that. And then she's like, oh, I'm super happy about this because my whole family is dead and I'm going to have a family again. I'm going to be able to see my friends. Like this is actually all great news. Oh, that's great. That's really cute. And she loves him. And Charlie kind of helps her realize that. She was like, you're totally in love with him. So. Yeah. Well, and their species, his his species, hasn't had a new baby in, like, centuries. Oh. So the collective, like, found family of, like, the 73 others mm-hmm. of them are just, like, in tears when they find out that this is the oh. thing that's happening. Totally overjoyed. Oh, my gosh. Do they yeah. ever talk about this species' lifespan? Oh, they are – he's – between 50 and 100 years old. Okay. Yeah. But we don't really get the how, what the... Yeah. Yeah. We don't know how long he's yeah. going to live. That's one of my favorite things about the very first Sex Planet book that Robin Lovett wrote because she... Because, like, he's basically immortal. Like, he'll live for, like, a mm-hmm. thousand years or whatever. And so you're like, okay, well, she's, you know, human. That's a problem. And so, Jenny, I shit you not, his cum changes her DNA (laughs) and turns her into one of them or like a a hybrid so that she can also live a thousand years. How fucking brilliant is that? I'm just really let down by semen now. (laughs) Right? Nothing is going to... No superpowers. What the hell? Robin has broken it. Mm -hmm. Now I have expectations. (laughs) Okay, but here's a good one. When they let on that Alina has matched with Doom, they are also, like, they're uncomfortable. It's clear Charlie has matched with someone, too, but they, like, don't quite know how to tell Ellie about it. And so they reveal that Charlie has matched with Fang. Fang. And she's kind of like, ha-ha, that's a dog name on my planet. And they're like, well, that's not far off. What? Tell me everything. This, like degenerative thing that their species has in his case like destroyed his frontal lobe oh my goodness so he is now basically an animal and they had to put him in a cage a while ago she's gonna bring him back to life her blood is gonna bring him back to life he she her blood is gonna get out its hammer and all of its nails and rebuild that frontal lobe is what it's gonna do (laughs) oh Wow. So we get kind of a Whoa. So it's a nice so that's preview like, of that. That's, oh my god. So that's book three. Robin Levitt. Which is quarantined alien beast. What? And Robin just revealed the cover for oh, that shit. recently. No, what a, I can't how does she her brain? That is the coolest way to do a beauty and the beast retelling <laughs> or like theme. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so I mean that still leaves Gretchen, right? Yes. I bet Gretchen is with death. And Gretchen is a badass survivalist, and maybe I bet she ends up with death. Oh, and death is the kind of leader yeah. of their group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She brings that leadership energy, too, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I feel like the last detail that's really worth mm. spelling out is now they have, like, a mating okay. ceremony. cannot wait. And the way that their people do it is that he has them surgically remove an actual piece of his heart 
and puts it in a locket and gives it to her to wear for always. Which again, like anything else in a locket yeah. now is bullshit. How dare you? How dare you even bring that to me if it doesn't have a piece it, of your actual heart in it? Okay. <laughs> it also, though, seems like this is a very, like, totally normal and easy procedure for them because they're so advanced. So she looks at the scar. Yeah. The scar is, like, very pretty. It's already completely healed, even though it's only been, like, two hours since she last saw him. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. it's quite romantic. I love it. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. And that is Alien Quarantine ah. Rescue. And one of the last things she says is, I'm not afraid anymore. For the first time in so long, I feel safe. Oh, golly. Oh. Which doesn't that just yes. put chills on your arms after the last couple of yes. years that we've had? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is our wow. gift to you. Oh, my gosh. Well, now I have a whole other series to be obsessed with. So that's going to really wreck my schedule. Uh- <laughs> They're such fast reads, They are, though. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third one comes out in a week. I'm not sure when this will air, but it might already be I out. I think it's going to be out. Yeah. It'll be out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you can and get And now all of the, uh, and all the Sex Planet books are out in KU now. Yes. I just saw that. Today, mm. so. <laughs> yeah. You can KU your way through all of the Sex Planet books. And you need to, frankly, like for your soul and your overall well-being, you need to go do that, listener. That's just how I feel. Yeah. I know what I'll be doing. Like, this is Jenny, my gateway Jenny, drug, and I will see you I on cannot. the other side. On this sex planet, in this sex planet series, there is a there is a one of the books. I think the third or fourth one is a, a sex goddess. Okay, that's the fourth one. Forbidden yes. Desire. She's a sex goddess. She's this plus size, just absolute deity, literally. And the hero is this human who's been genetically changed so that he, like, his skin cannot feel very much. And so they go on this sex retreat where she heals him through sex and, like, makes him get back in touch with his body. And she has three clitorises. <laughs> Mic drop. Three clitorises. I... <laughs> Okay, we're done. We're done here. We can. The rest of us can just go home. I know. Robin Lovett's brain <laughs> is one of the most beautiful. Yeah, things. Yeah, as far as the modified anatomy goes, I feel like it's usually the like penis yes. is doing things. But yeah, I don't see enough like extra uh, clitoris or. Yeah, she's yeah. doing it all. That goddess. Oh. <laughs> no. mm. All right. So yeah. So Alexis, aftercare. If you. We're going to suggest some aftercare after reading this absolutely wonderfully bonkers book. What would you suggest? Uh, well, I think it would make sense to go read the sex. Oh, no, that was going to be mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I do have a K drama that I'm currently Ooh. watching that is pretty bonkers. It's called Abyss and it starts with, okay. So content warning, it starts with a guy who is about to take his own okay. And he decides he's not going to, but then there's like this wind that comes, he's on top of the building. And then there's this like flying light that hits him and he goes and lands in a field. And these two flying lights turn into, well, I was going to say they turn into people. They turn into a person and a dog. And the person is like, can you be in your human form, please? So then the dog turns into a person and they're like, oh crap, we just killed this guy. Well, let's bring him back. And they pull out this glowing orb 
and then they bring him back except he used to be kind of short and not very attractive he has a glow he looks like a oh yeah (gasps) now he is like taller than everyone else in the show he looks like a model everyone he passes on the street is like oh my gosh he must be a model look at him he's so handsome and they're then they give him the orb and they're like this is what brought you back to life you can use it to bring back to life anything that was dead and it will take the form of its soul's true form or something like that Uh uh-huh yep Mm mm-hmm and there's a murder mystery and there's this woman that he loved and he ends up bringing her back and she is not as attractive as she was. And she is not happy. Ah! And uh, they have to figure out who killed her because the police think it was him. <gasps> oh my gosh. I think. And I'm only like two episodes in. So this is all just the setup. Fucking K-dramas, man. They're wow. so good. They're so good. That sounds like the next uh, TV show we have to recap for the temple, Jenny. Because holy balls. What was it called again? Abyss. Abyss. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds That sounds like everything I want. Thank you, Alexis. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, 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 I know what mine is. Now that we're talking about TV shows we're recapping on for the temple. There is a little show that has just come out on Disney. Nope, on Discovery Plus that is called Naked and afraid and in love wait is that what it's called <gasps> naked and afraid and naked of and afraid love. of love <laughs> it's a naked mm-hmm. and afraid dating show yep and i like can't even wrap my brain around it but i like need it straight into my veins and i'm very excited about it mel texted <laughs> it to me last night and i have not found a way to sign up for something <laughs> so quickly. I was like, wait, I get a free year of Discovery Plus through my phone. I'm going to I'm going to create this login because we read this like article about it where she's like burned her feet and oh no, he's having to like oh. help her and he's like stretching her hamstring oh, yeah. or some shit, but they're yeah. all naked. And so he's like in the classic stretch your hamstring out pose except mm-hmm. nakedness. And then there's another dude being yep. like, man, he really jumped in on that that caretaker role. And I, I really want to take that girl on a naked date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. I'm looking it up mm-hmm. now because while I love a survivalist show, Naked and Afraid is like kind of too same, much for me. Same, same. But uh, there was one. I haven't seen it, but yeah. There was one episode where the guy was like super sweet with the girl, like they had made their little shelter and it was nighttime and he kind of woke up and was like, Jenny, I don't want to alarm you, but there's a jaguar. Outside. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I refuse. And they just like took such good care of each no. other. And he'd gone in thinking like, oh, she's just going to be this like ditzy blonde from LA or whatever. And she really like pulled her weight. And it just, it was like such a great episode, but most of them are not like that. Yeah. 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 No, most of them are, are like tragic shit shows. But I think that I could give this Naked and Afraid of Love. I'm yeah. so excited about it. Yeah. Okay, mine is a... It's called Shark Beach, and it's on Disney+. Plus, and it's Chris Hemsworth doing a, like, shark That's documentary. Right. And my kids love the shit out of this thing. And I don't even need the sound. It's just this, like, female gaze uh-huh. delight of Chris Hemsworth. Like... And it is. It's a female director, it turns out. And it just, like, they know what we want to see. Like, I want Chris Hemsworth looking handsome as fuck talking about sharks. And there's this, like, 85-year-old shark expert called Valerie Taylor. 
who was like the shark expert in the 70s and like did all kinds of, I don't know, stuff for sharks. And she apparently only agreed to do it because it was Hemsworth. And there's this point where she's like, explaining something to him and she's like you know if i were to bite you and she like grabs his bicep like she's <laughs> pretending to be a shark and then she gets she like realizes what she's done and gets kind of giggly about it and she's like not that i would bite you and then he like makes some kind of joke about it and it's just so charming Aww. like i love it that's um, adorable so you know when my five-year-old insists on watching it again what can I, you do oops i gave in and let him watch the shark movie <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the ads for it and I didn't know what to make of it, but it's, you know, Chris Hemsworth is one of those guys who I feel like is in on the joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Absolutely. he knows and he is happy yes. to do yes. it. And he's just, he's a fun guy. Yeah. He's really great. He's yeah. Like, yeah. I very much get that sense. Like he's not, they're not like making fun of her when they show that piece of it. And he's not like letting it swell his ego. It's, it's just like so fucking oh. charming. She like takes him diving, and it's incredible. Really wow, I want to still be diving at eighty or whatever the equivalent in my life is. <laughs> yeah, she's got like a pink wetsuit. I think. Oh my! I gosh. love her. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this too. Now, uh, Alexis. Yes. Book world. Where are we? Oh, I mix up titles. I'm a lot really like bad. adios. So tell us the latest. Yes. yes. Look at you. Got it. She's mm-hmm. holding up the book cover. Your covers are like consistently so Out of this fucking world. good. Out of this world good. Thank you. Like stop scrolling and just be like, or like deliberately make it come back yeah. in my timeline. Like they're so yeah. good. I have, I've gotten very lucky. I kind of came into this series with a very clear vision uh, and was like, this is what I oh, want. I love it. And luckily, Avon listened to me and was there for it and even stepped it up. And we got the artist that I wanted because I, I only wanted Bo Feng mm-hmm. to do the art for these. And he just, like, has knocked it out of the park twice. Yeah. And I'm just I'm so happy with that. That's so great. Oh, my gosh. I love that you you were able to get the actual artist to make your dreams come true. Ah! Yes. <laughs> That's so great. So if listeners have not picked it up yet, can you give them the like elevator pitch? What are what are we dealing with here? Yeah. So A Lot Like Adios is the second in my Primas of Power series that started with You Had Me at Hola last year. And this one, fe- well, this one centers around Michelle, who is the second Prima mm-hmm. cousin, uh, the cousin of Jasmine from the first book. And I bring back her former best friend from childhood who she hasn't seen since she was 18, which is when they kind of hooked up and then he left forever. Ah! And now they're going to be working together on a project. He owns a celebrity gym and she insists that if she's going to help him with it, he has to come stay with her because she wants to get to the bottom of why he left and why he never spoke to her again after that, even though she reached out. Uh, and then there's a little mishap and they end up, he ends up staying with her, but they are in her parents' house instead of in her apartment. And his parents live right next door and he hasn't talked to them in almost a decade. So there's a lot of uh, hijinks with sneaking in and out of the house and will they get caught and forced proximity and, and there's some fake dating relationship. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. Second chance romance. 
all the way through, there's like the through line in uh, You Had Me at Ola was the show they were on, the telenovela. Mm -hmm. And then this one, it's the fanfic they're planning as teenagers. And you get like all of their planning sessions as they're writing this sci-fi fanfic. And you also get like the, the first and like last chapter, I think, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. It is so good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Is there another one coming after this in the series? Yeah, there will be a third one about Ava, who is the third name of power. Yeah. Have you announced anything about it yet? Do we know? Uh, or are you still working on I'm it? I'm working on it. And I have to stop saying anything about it because every time I say something, no, totally. I decide later to take <laughs> no, that totally. out. No, totally. We can't come back to you with evidence and be like, where yeah. is this? Yeah. The Roll the tape back. <laughs> right. <laughs> promises were made Alexis yeah. so I'm uh I'm keeping that one close to the vest for now fair enough yeah fair an excellent <laughs> strategy <laughs> if people want to follow you online where's the best place for them to do that so the best place is to go to my website alexisdaria.com and sign up for my newsletter uh because I always send all kinds of fun things there extras and bonuses and free shit uh and then uh if you want to follow me on social media, the best place is at Alexis Daria on Instagram. It is mm, mostly okay. book stuff and pictures of my walks to the Hudson River. Love it. <laughs> thank you so much for taking yeah, the time to thank do this you with for us. joining. Yeah, us. this was super fun. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we've got Liz from the Makeout Already podcast recapping Sing Me to Sleep by RM Virtues. Keep in mind, this is going to be a Temple exclusive episode. So if you want the whole thing, you need to be a member. But the first part will always be available publicly. If anybody needs me, I'll be over <laughs> here throwing a tantrum that we're doing a fucking sleep paralysis demon book. And Melody got to be the one to read it. I swear, if there's non-human genitalia in here as well, we are fighting. It is on. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> but if anyone is reading ahead, we will be back the following week with Carly Lane Perry. And we'll be recapping A Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. And it's mine. Oh, mine. Ah. Well, and then we're going to be on hiatus for the rest of December. But we've got some maybe special things planned <laughs> during that we can neither confirm nor deny at this very moment. And if you super miss us while we're gone, we understand. And you can catch us there. We're all over the place over there. <laughs> So much joy to catch up on. <laughs> you can find the Temple of Defiant Joy on our website, which is bonkersromance.com. And by joining, you support us. You also get the final episode of each month. You get bonus content. You get the Bonkers Book Club, videos of these episodes, and more. And we absolutely love connecting with you. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I think I'm getting Jenny into TikTok. She might be a I'm, TikToker I'm now. I'm doing <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of nuts. There's a lot of how do I make it do the thing text messages going back and forth. But I am slowly getting there. And oh my I'm getting gosh. a little silly. And of course, we have the Facebook group, The Altar of Defiant Joy. So go enjoy your next bonkers read and remember sometimes you just have to be brave and take your antibodies take them <laughs> i'm 
Sometimes you just have to be brave and take your antibodies. Take them. <laughs>